Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Micah chapter 2, Micah chapter 2, several places we're going to go today, uh, Micah chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 62, and Isaiah chapter 45, Micah chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 62 and 45, and so we're going to go there this morning and I'm going to continue kind of preaching in the same vein of pressing the gates and uh, I believe that God is really speaking to us in this time, obviously coming out of the fast. God has said several things to our church, some of which, uh, you know, that uh, we have heard shared and things that people have brought to our attention, things that they feel like the Lord has spoken to them, is uh, that this is a year of acceleration, a year where God begins to move the church at a rapid pace, not only for our church, but the church in general. But certainly we want to be in that vein. As God begins to move the church forward, we want to be going with Him and keeping in step with Him. That it is a year to walk in active faith, Did you hear me this morning? It's a year to walk in active faith. Not just just, uh, passive faith where we believe God can do anything, but active faith where we declare and we walk with Him and we begin to take risk and step out in boldness believing God to meet us there. A year of prayer and fasting. I don't believe that, a, that the 21 days of fasting that we've gone through here over the last 21 days is, is where it ends. I think that's where it begins. I believe that God is calling our church to uh, deeper times of prayer, deeper times of fasting for the purpose of consecration and dedication to Him, to put ourselves in a place where we truly seek Him and truly, truly honor Him. I believe that this is a year of the breaker, a year where God breaks the bonds of the enemy. And he begins to break the bonds of the enemy off of your life. And I failed to take up the offering that I just realized. The guys are looking at me in the back. So I'm going to do that at the end of service today, okay? Uh, Just because now I'm already going. Uh, It happens. A year of miracles. A year where God does some miraculous things. You know, I, I don't believe that when Jesus said, greater things will you do when I go to the Father, that that was just a nice comment. It wasn't just a nice sentiment, but it was something that he believed in actuality. Something that he said would happen and could happen. Something that was going to occur. And I believe that we're living in a season and a time where God wants to see the miraculous take place in the midst of his church. I don't want to read about it in a foreign country. I don't want to hear about it in some other church in town. I don't want to see about it, uh, you know, in the newspaper. I want to experience firsthand right here at the river. That's what God has said we could have. And I believe that. And so as we continue on with this concept of pressing the gates... I believe we're standing at a pivotal moment in the history of the church. We're standing at a gate, at a gate that is meant to keep us from what God has promised. But it will never happen. I said we're standing at a gate that is meant to keep us from what God has promised, but it will not happen. He has said to us that we are a lighthouse in this community. He has said that He has established us for His work. He has said that He is going to pour out His Holy Spirit here and the lost are going to be saved. He has said that He would cause the ground to rise up and meet us as we walk with Him. And last week I preached to you that He said in Matthew 16, 18 that He will build His church and the gates of hell 
shall not prevail against it. He'll give us the keys to the kingdom and whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's his word to us this morning. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house today. Get with me today, will you? I come to remind you this morning that his promise is not void of effect and he is not slack concerning keeping that promise. That his word is still true and if he said it, then I believe it. Touch your neighbor and tell him, if he said it, I believe it this morning. It doesn't matter what the enemy says. It doesn't matter what the enemy does. Jesus said, I will do it anyway. So this morning, I want to preach to you breaking the gates Not just pressing the gates, but breaking the gates. Father, help us in this house this morning. I pray that you stir up the hearts and lives of every single person in this room. God, we're coming out of a fast and there's a new anointing in the house today. I declare it in this place. There's a new anointing to hear. There's a new anointing to receive. There's a new anointing, Father, for the impartation of the Holy Ghost to take place and effect in people's lives today. That fruit will spring forth out of the ground of the heart this morning. Lord, I pray that, God, you move in this place and transform us in this house today. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The first point I want to make to you this morning is if we will shake the gates, he'll break the gates. If we'll shake the gates, he'll break the gates. Have you ever gotten to a place late? Yeah, I know you have. Because I've been out of the church at 1035, 1040, and here you come wheeling in. Have you ever gotten to a place late or showed up and found yourself locked out somewhere? Intended to go somewhere. Find yourself locked out at that place. And the only response is to literally just put your hands on that gate or on that door and shake it in frustration. Gone to a place. And you've already gone in your mind. You're already experiencing what is beyond the gate in your mind. And you get there and find out that you've been locked out. That you've misunderstood the hours of operation. That you've missed the moment for which you can pass through that gate with ease. And you stand there and you shake it and you're, you're frustrated. Shaking the gate is the response of wanting something you have pictured in your mind. Oh my goodness, listen to me. Shaking the gate is a response... To, have, to wanting something that you have pictured in your mind. It's time for God to give some new visions to some people in the house today. It's, God, it's time for God to give a new picture in, in people's minds today. It's time for us to start seeing some things that God wants for us and to not be denied in going after those things. Yes, the gates of hell stand between you and the promise of God. But God says, if you'll shake those gates, I'll break those gates and I'll take you into that promise this morning. Amen. It is a picture of desiring something so badly that you can't have or can't possess. That the last ditch effort is to shake those gates in hopes that they will open or someone will come to your rescue and open it up for you. I have a gate to my backyard that catches. And it keeps me out sometimes or tries to keep me out sometimes. And uh, my response is always frustration because I'm like, that's my gate, that's my yard. I shouldn't be denied to go in there. And so I shake that gate. And it'll pop open. That may be why it doesn't open just right. (laughs) But the gates of hell are always meant to keep you out of something that already belongs to you. That's my yard. I have access to that place. No gate, no enemy is going to keep me out of what is mine. 
And the enemy has decided many times in our lives that if I can just put some barriers in their way, if I can just stand between them and the promise of God, if I can just get there in that place and start to intimidate them, make them think they've missed their season of opportunity, make them think that the time of operation has passed, I can keep them from going into the promise. But I've come to serve notice on him today that no gate will stand between us and what God has promised us. Jesus died and rose so you could have what's on the other side of that gate. And the enemy has no right to bar you from it this morning. Shaking the gates is about wanting what is on the other side. And that the only response you can give is shaking those gates and crying out in desperation. It is about us getting so desperate for what God wants and what God has promised us that we cry out to Him. It is about prayer and fasting. It is about not being denied. It is about being persistent and, and persevering. It is about not being denied the access that God has promised us. Let's talk about desperation for a moment. God always responds to His people who are desperate for Him. I said God always responds to people who are desperate for Him. When you go back in the Old Testament in Kings and you look at the widow who poured out the oil, she pours out the oil in desperation. She's desperate for a miracle. She's desperate for a change. She's desperate for something to take hold of our life. We don't have what we want many times because we're not desperate enough to do what it takes to get it. We don't have revival. Leonard Ravenhill said that we don't have revival because we're not hungry enough without it. We're not desperate enough without it. I don't have the blessings in my life because perhaps I'm not desperate enough for them. I've let comfort take the place of God's promise. I've let it stand between me. The widow, she pours out the oil in desperation out of faith that was activated by the word of the Lord. He says to her, gather all the vessels. The prophet says, gather all the vessels you can. Take the oil you have and pour it into those vessels. God's not asking you to do something you don't have the ability to do. God's not asking you to to take something you don't have and give it to Him. He's saying, take what you already have, pour it out to me, and as you pour it, I'll multiply it, and I'll give it back to you. I'll, I'll, I'll do great things with what you give to me. When I'm desperate and my faith is activated and I respond to the word of the Lord, God always shows up. And when that happens is when God does the miraculous. It's when God's miracles begin to manifest and, and show themselves. This is the year, I believe, that God has called us to shake some gates. To not be kept out, but in desperation and at his word, shake the gates. Prayer and fasting, he says, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Prayer and fasting are keys to the kingdom. Worship is a key to the kingdom. Seeking the presence of God is a key to the kingdom. Keys to the kingdom, keys to breaking the gates. It's not us letting the enemy dictate terms, but trusting that as we seek God, he will show up and take us on in to what he has promised. Micah 2.13 says this, it says, The one who breaks open will come up before them. Oh, I don't know about you, but that does something in my spirit. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out. The one who breaks open will come up before them and they will break out, pass through the gate and they will go out by. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at 
their head. This is a breakout year for the river today. This is a time when God says, I'll go before you. If you shake the gates, I'll break the gates and I'll take you in to what I have promised you. Our God goes before us and our King goes before us and if we will follow Him into victory, we will follow Him into the promise. The second thing this morning is that when He breaks the gates, we must pass through the gates. The one who breaks open will come up before them and they will break out. They will pass through the gate and go out by it. Now turn to Isaiah 62. And let's look at verse 10. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 10. Pass through the gate. Verse 10 says, go through. Go through. You know, I love the story of Jesus when the crowd comes to get him, the crowd comes to take him, and they plan to throw him off the cliff. And it says that Jesus passed through the midst of them. Do you know that God has given you a passing through anointing? Do you know that you have an anointing on your life to pass through whatever comes against you? You have the ability within you, this too shall pass, the word of God says. You have the ability to go through to the other side. The problem with many of us is that we stand and look at the problem rather than passing through the problem. We get focused on the issue rather than the one who delivers on the other side of the issue. And so I'm saying to you this morning that God hasn't called us to stand there gazing. He's called us to pass through the gate. Go through, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up. Build up the highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the peoples. Indeed, the Lord has proclaimed to the end of the world. Say to the daughter daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you shall be called sought out. A city, not for say, I like it, don't you? I'm called sought out today. He came where I was and he found me this morning. He didn't leave me in despair. He didn't leave me disenfranchised. He came and found me. He sought me out and he brought me back into his house this morning. Amen. That's good for me if it's not good for you. When he breaks the gates, we've got to pass through the gates. We've got to get ready to move. The Word of God tells us to keep in step with the Spirit. Well, doesn't it say, Pastor, wait on the Lord? Yes, it says wait on the Lord. But when God moves, we got to keep in step with the Spirit. There are times of waiting where we wait patiently on God to do something. But when He starts to do it, we got to get up and we got to move with Him. Don't forget to keep in step with the Spirit. When God gets to moving, we have to get moving with Him. When the gate breaks, you got to step through. It's no time to gawk, it's time to walk. Amen. we can't be stuck looking at what God has done. Listen to me, church, this morning, please. We can't be stuck looking at what God has done or we'll miss the opportunity to be involved in what He's doing. What He has done is good, but what He is doing is better. I said what He has done is good, but what He is doing is better. He promised us that the latter rain and the former rain are going to come together. That what he does in the last days is going to be much more potent and powerful than anything we've ever seen before. So it's good that we remember all the times that he's brought us through. But I want to keep my eyes fixed on what he's doing right now. And I want to keep in step with him, keep moving with him, and not stand there gawking when I ought to be walking. 
in Acts nine or Acts one, nine through twelve, uh, nine through twelve, we see this kind of this thought played out. And what we see is Jesus has just ascended into heaven, and a gate has been broken because of his ascension. There, now it's a new level now that it's coming to the church because Jesus has just ascended. He says, if I go, then I'm going to send another to you. And he says, look, this other is going to be able to walk with you. It's going to be able to endue you with power. And it's going to be able to help you walk this thing out in a way that you've never experienced before. And so a gate was broken in that moment. And this is what the, the apostles do in that moment. In Acts 1.11, it says, Who also said, the angel said to them, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? What are you looking at? will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. They had already been told for them to go and wait on the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, it's what they've known. It's what they've been accustomed to. Man, they've been a part of a good thing. And God says, I've got something else for you. He says, greater things will you do because I go to the Father. And he says, so there's greater things waiting for you. But you can't stand here looking in the heavens and watching what happened. You've got to go where I told you, and you've got to get ready for what's coming. You've got to move. Gates open, now pass through it. The gate's open to you now. Go on. You see what we have here is a moment where we get caught up in all the activity of what God has done. And if we do that, we can easily miss the activity of what He is doing. He's already told them to go. He says, I'll send another and you will have to tarry in Jerusalem until He arrives. Don't stand there gawking, but go through it into the assignment that I've already given you. Stop staring. Hasn't your mama ever told you to quit staring? If she's a good mama, she told you that. Quit staring, quit staring. It's rude to stare. But we get to staring at things that God's done and focusing on those things that God has done and we miss the activity of God for the current season. We got to connect with that. We want God to do great things and we got to connect with where he's operating right now. Another broken gate moment is in the Mount of Transfiguration. The disciples go up with Jesus, a few of them, and and they see some amazing things. They see Moses and they see uh, Elijah and they see all these things happening and they're caught in a moment of God's glory and God says, this is my son and, you know, and, and, and there's just a powerful moment. And as that wanes, the disciples say, hey, we found it. This is it. We've arrived. Let's build a temple here. Let's build a tabernacle. I'm never going down the mountain. A gate was broken. A revelation had come. A time where the disciples could take what they've experienced and actually go put it into practice. But instead of taking what they've experienced and putting it into practice, they just want to take what they've experienced and just stay there, camp out. God tells us to go through the gates. It's not time to stand and look around, but it's time to go through. And in this verses of Isaiah 62, verses 10 through 12, he gives us the command, he gives us the assignment, and he tells us what the reward's going to be. The command is go through the gates. Go through the gates. The assignment is prepare the way of the people. Once you get on the other side of this gate, this is what you're to do. You're to prepare the way for the people. You're to build up a highway. You're to make a regular pathway for people to come into access with me. You're to take out the stones. No throwing stones. 
Get all that junk out of the way. All those things that take your focus, get all the rubble out of the way. Lift up a banner for the people, he says. His banner over me is love, is what the words tells us. Proclaim the Lord to the ends of the earth. That's the assignment. And he says, if you'll do that, this is your reward. You'll be called a holy people. You'll be called a redeemed people. You'll be called sought out and you'll be called a city, not forsaken. Don't just stand there. Let's pass through the gates. When he breaks them, we've got to pass through. The third thing is that when we pass through the gates, it's time to possess the land. I can't get away. I've tried to get away from it. And I always feel the Lord pull me back to this place where he is telling us that there is a land to be possessed, that we have been given the territory in this region. God has given it into our hands. But we have to go and we have to possess that land. This is our city, not the enemy's. I said, this is our city, not the enemies. This is our church, not the enemies. These are our families, not the enemies. These are our jobs. These are our children. These are our marriages. It belongs to us. And we get to decide what happens, not the enemy. He has no right or authority to dictate terms. He is defeated this morning. And that's what possessing the land is all about. It's about walking in the authority and the anointing and the power of Jesus Christ. This church is to be a beachhead in this community. To be a beachhead in this community. Let's build a beachhead and invade the land. Drive out the giants and possess what God has promised us. Pass through the gates this morning and possess that land. The breaker, the breaker has come up before us. And he breaks open the gates. Let's pass through them and possess the land. I want to read to you in close as Amber comes from Isaiah chapter 45. And I'm going to read to you from the Message Bible. It'll be on the screen for you that don't have a copy of that. But I believe that this is a word for us this year. And it's just a word uh, of expectation, a word of anticipation, a word that I would encourage you to keep close to your heart and to pray. Uh, the other day I just prayed this over uh, as I'm praying. Just, just would quote a portion of scripture and just pray that to the Lord. But it says this in verse 1. It says, this is God's message to his anointed to Cyrus. Cyrus was not saved. Cyrus was not a godly person. He was an ungodly king and God still did this for him. If he'll do this for Cyrus, how much more will he do it for his people? That scripture came to mind this morning uh, when we were singing, Good Father. All good and perfect gifts come down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. He has promised to give us good gifts. He's not changing his mind about that. And so this is what it says. Message to my anointed, to Cyrus, whom he took by the hand to give the task of taming the nations, of terrifying their kings. There are, there are principalities and powers there are spiritual wickedness in high places, but God says, I've given you the power to drive, to strike fear into those enemies, to tame those rogue nations. He says, he gave him free reign, no restrictions. In verse 2, I love it. He says, I'll go ahead of you, clearing and paving the road. I'll break down bronze city gates. I'll smash padlocks. I'll kick down barred entrances. I'll lead you to buried treasures, secret caches of valuables. These are confirmations that it is in fact I, God, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. It's because of my servant Jacob, Israel, my chosen, that I've singled you out 
You've been singled out this morning. You've been called by your name. And you've been given this privileged work. Verse 5 says, I am God, the only God there is. Beside me there are no real gods. I'm the one who armed you for this work. Though you don't even know me. So that everyone from the east to the west will know that I have no God rivals. I am God. The only God there is. I form light and I create darkness. I make harmonies and I create discords. I, God, do all these things. Open up heavens and rain. Lord, I pray a rain come to this church. I pray that you open up heavens and pour out a a gully washer upon the lives of the people. Clouds pour out buckets of my goodness. Loosen up. Loosen up earth and bloom salvations. Sprout right living. He says, I, God, generate all these things. Would you stand with me this morning? He says in Revelations 3.8, I know your works. I've set before you an open door and no man can shut it. For you have little strength, but you've kept my word and have not denied my name. And I promise you, he will open the door for you and for me. He will open the doors for this church. We've been given an open door. Our Lord has opened the door for us. He's breaking the gates. And when they're moved, let's go through them and into our assignment that he's given us. Lord, help us to build up the highway. Help us to prepare the way for the people. Would you just call out on the name of the Lord this morning? Father, we plead the blood of Jesus today over this house. We believe that your word is true. We believe that your word is powerful. We believe that your word is in season right now, God. That it is time for the hours of operation to take place, God. That we are stepping through the gate. We're passing on through. We've stood staring long enough. We've stood uh, measuring the, 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 the strength of those gates, trying to figure out how to break them. And Lord, as we seek you and as we shake those gates, we trust that you will break them open and allow us into the promise that is before us. Your word is not slack. Your word is not void, God. It has the effect that it's meant to have. I want you to do this this morning. I want you just to put your hand on the neighbor next to you. And I want you just to begin to pray over them. I want you to ask God to touch their life. I want you to ask God to break off any chains that's on them. Break off any of the enemy that is keeping hold of their lives. I pray that this is the year of the breaker. That every stronghold be broken in Jesus' name. That everything that comes against us will fall and fail. And God will make this church His church. He will build it and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Father, break every bondage, break every stronghold, break every chain in the house this morning, God. Lord God, I pray that reconciliation would flow in this place. I pray that God, a heart for for you and a heart for your kingdom would flow, Lord, that there be only one agenda, that's your agenda, God, and that we would do what you want. God, I pray that you help us to humble ourselves before you, Father, and seek you. Cry out to him today, cry out to him, God, touch touch our church, touch our people. Touch our families, Lord God. We, we pray a hedge of protection around our families this morning. Lord, the enemy's trying to destroy families. He's trying to divide and separate families. But we come against him in the name and the power of Jesus. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon formed against them shall prosper today, Father. Strengthen the home. 
Strengthen the, the, the marriage. Strengthen the relationship between parents and children. Strengthen the relationship between people and their church. Strengthen the relationship between us and you, Father. Do a work, Father, in us. We ask these things in Jesus' name this morning. Father, if there be anybody here in this house that doesn't know you as Savior, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down and say, that's me, Pastor, that's me. I need to get my life right. I'm walking away from Him. I'm not serving Him right now. And I need to give my life to God. Is, that, is there one? He says, that's me. Father, I pray that if anyone's here and they haven't made an open confession of faith in You, Jesus, that You would give them the courage today to declare You as their Lord, to invite You into their heart, to confess their sins, and to call upon the name of the Lord. You said, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, Father, if there's one here today that doesn't know you, I pray they would call upon you, that you would come into their lives and you would transform them. You would make them a new creature in you, Father, a new creation. We praise you in Jesus' name. We praise you in Jesus' name. We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If you would like to support the various ministries at the river, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street in Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river. Till I found my